0: all right well welcome back everyone welcome back to the Brothers geek out podcast we've got another great geek out session i've got a very special guest uh my muay thai coach right multiple time muay thai world champion uh jefferson how you doing brother it's good to it's good to see you thank you thank you for having me i'm great and good to see you too awesome man thank you so much for your time i know you're a busy man uh, but I really appreciate this. Uh, you know, me and my brother, we, we do this little session to just kind of get people on to inspire and whatnot and just kind of geek out. You know, we're comic book geeks, but we geek out about martial arts and all, the, all the other sort of stuff. Uh, but awesome, man. So how, how I think one question I've always wanted to ask and the reason why I thought of you is. When we used to do Muay Thai and, and there's amazing Muay Thai cultures everywhere. Uh, I'm training at Evolve now, great coaches. But one thing that stuck out with you and the reason why I've always kept in touch with you is you, you used to, like, at the end of classes, you used to just sit with your students and kind of just talk to everyone, have this, like, emotional sort of mental sort of training, just kind of re- reevaluating the techniques and whatnot, whatnot we go through. And then also just kind of mentally preparing, like, when, if you had students that were fighting or just in general, just have to overcome... You know fear and all that sort of stuff when it comes to a combat sport. I mean it's amazing with the ability of Muay Thai, but when you're fighting, there's a there's an emotional element. And I remember you just, you done that with me when we first done a private set, just session years ago in Epic. And after the session you just took a moment to sit down and say, let's have a conversation, which I which I'm which means a lot. I mean I think I can learn so much from Muay Thai coaches, punches and kicks, but when it comes to the emotions, certain people stick out and that's you're one of them. Is that something that you developed uh
1: being a coach or being a student how, how did that come across I feel i actually uh i try to coach when i coach because coaching is, is 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 one thing like teaching martial arts is like it's almost like following your curriculum you need to learn the basic punches the basic kicks the basic techniques so you have like this curriculum that you want every student to know but me as being a student myself and training myself, I know which areas I felt like elect. Well, like, oh, I wish I had some support here, I wish I had some support there, I wish I got some explanation about this or about that. So I've, I I try to fill in these gaps. So I didn't get it, so I know it, it makes a difference, you know. So so when I coach, I try to always be present and and try to fill in this gap. Like, do you understand the technique? Do you understand the purpose of this? Do you know why we want to do this? Why we're we going to this way rather than that way? And and because this is how you you can develop a good a good strategy. You can develop a good tactic, and you can also improvise in the moment. Why? By giving your situation, giving your how 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 the fight is going, or how, how which round is it? You can you can choose what which which will be the best move. Mm, got it yeah because you know I I, you know
0: honestly just would talk to students when I used to train in Hong Kong when I lived there they everyone had a great just amazing things to say about you just because of that main element of course the the technique and everything's amazing but we, we can learn that from so many people but that element always stuck out with students and they really appreciate I was one of them that appreciated. it uh I remember you telling me once just about uh about emotions and fear and whatnot and just about accepting it it's like oh it's okay we're, everyone's got fear we're all scared that like you just said yeah. it and coming from you as well because I know Muay Thai fighters I don't you guys have hundreds of fights it's crazy uh, I don't know if you if you ever get nervous anymore but you uh, did you do you get nervous anymore when you compete or when you used to compete
1: like I feel like you're conditioned to it It actually now, right now, my last few fights, I felt more nervous than maybe fifty fights ago. Wow, that's interesting. Because because I just feel like I have more responsibility now. Like because when I was when I was living in Thailand, I was twenty years old or something. I just wanted to have fun. I just wanted to swing it, and you know, and I didn't care much about oh what if this or what if that. I just want to do my best, and I just want to enjoy the moment. But now. Now I, I'm a dad, you know, and I have all the responsibilities and the type of stuff. And then when I go fight, I'm now I'm, I'm more nervous because I cannot afford to get like seriously injured. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot cannot have like a broken leg, like, oh God forbid, like broken neck or something. So so I am much more cautious. I am much more uh uh I I proceed with more care now than than before. But I feel I also the, the the element of of being nervous in a fight, it's always present. It just, it just changed the levels. It uh-huh. just changed. You know what I mean? Mm. So so it is it it's, it's not like oh people can say I'm never scared about fighting. No. It's actually it's not even about being scared. I am never scared of fight. I've never been scared of fight. But it's that is that is that tension is that tension of the moment because you've been waiting and you've been replaying that in your head coming up to the fight like a million times you look into into 14 million different outcomes <laughs> uh, you get what i'm saying yeah you're only winning one <laughs> that's like
0: um remember uh, dr strange and infinity war when he they saw 14 was it 14
1: million versions of their fight and they were there's only one, one So you it's only the same winning. thing <laughs> so you see 40 million your head replaying the fight the fight didn't even happen you guys not even in the ring but you're playing in your head what's gonna go down and you do it like so many times and this this it's, it eats you up it consumes energy mm. you know so very important to keep this in check it's very important to try to control it do you have any like any
0: techniques like now that you're more nervous like did you have you developed any new techniques to kind of control that nerve be it like breathing or meditation or whatever is there anything that you develop to help yourself now?
1: Actually, actually, what I do, what I always done, always done since the beginning, is that leading up to the fight, I do anything but fight. Mm, okay. I will watch, I will watch TV series. I will play Game Boy. I will read a book, but nothing to do with. I don't want to hear about fight until it's like five nine. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because because I want to get out of this this atmosphere, this 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 going to combat thing and for some people they like to stay in the zone but like i said it's you stress and you tense and you just eats up you from the inside so in in my personal opinion i just avoid it avoid anything to do with fighting too it's like okay now it's time to go fight then i will start getting myself into the fight okay i'm here for i'm here for I'm, you know i have a purpose i have something to do let's get let's get it done you know let's go for it
0: Oh, it's amazing. And then when your the actual fight starts and you know you hear like round one fight and you're in, is your I'm assuming your mind is just it's just clear now and you're just your body's Absolutely. just flowing and whatnot. What well, one question I, I way to ask about that, that that mentality is also um that teep, which has gone viral, right? Your your viral teep. When you threw yeah. that, did you at the time obviously your mind was clear, but when you connected, did you in your head at that moment think, holy shit, that that was good and that's gonna go viral or did, would you just like clear and then after realize what that was
1: that actually i didn't think i didn't think like oh there's a good move i think like i w- actually i was surprised it was not a knockout mm. my standing i was like surprised that he was still standing and then i was like okay now is my chance to finish him off and i just tried to to to, to go for it and end the fight but I didn't, I didn't even realize that people were like filming and this type of stuff. And I only actually, in fact, about this, I only realized about it the next day. Because the fight finished and I, I went to have dinner, tired, went to sleep. And then next morning I woke up. I have like hundreds of notifications and messages and calls and stuff. And like people <laughs> saying, bro, you you not spot Bible. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, what's going on? And, and then I saw it. And then like overnight it was like. I don't know 700,000, like almost almost a million a million views overnight, like 12, 12 hours. So it was uh, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean I see
0: it. every time I scroll through my Instagram, like when I'm going through, because it always comes up with different fights and whatnot, it comes up so many times. I'm like, oh my god, that's 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 Jefferson, that's my coach. It's yeah. crazy. You know what should happen is you should get money for every time it's showed, man. It's your kid. You'll be a millionaire.
1: <laughs> I about that. I was like, if I got if I got few cents for every time they show that I'll be fine if I That's got 1. <laughs> we're
0: well, go going 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 back to the beginning a little bit so you were born in in Brazil right and was Muay Thai your first martial art like what what
1: what got you to Muay Thai uh actually when as a kid I used to look up first Ah, nice okay but I it was more more something for fun and everything because capoeira is is I don't know right now at the moment, but it was something uh very popular, you know, lots of kids do it and everything, and parents encourage it, you know. It's like it's like taking your kid to play football or taking your kid for swimming class, you know, it's very, very popular, Capoeira. Like it's, everyone does it. So as a kid, when I was maybe bit up to like maybe 10 years old or 11, 12 years old, I used to do Lots of capoeira and I really enjoyed, had a good time. But I never looked at it as a as a martial arts, a sports or a combat. I'm gonna fight. I just want, I just used to do it because I enjoyed it. But uh when I started doing Muay Thai, I had a different mentality. I was like, okay, this is this is for fighting. You know, I'm, I'm mm. this is back. And and this was the reason I started doing Muay Thai in the first place, because most of the boys had swapped to Jiu-Jitsu, to BJJ. Mm. And I didn't and then every day we had like street fights you know one boy fighting with the oh you don't come around my street and this this and that and i told myself if i start bjj now i will still get my ass kicked because they will know more than me Mm, okay right now they know more because i don't i know zero bjj and they already know more and even if i start today i will still be playing catch up they will still kick my ass because they will still know more so for me to even out the chances i need to do something they don't know right so in fact in fact the first martial I looked up was a sambo the the russian one Mm -hmm. but it didn't exist in brazil at the time this didn't exist so then i went for my second choice which was muay thai and then never stopped oh nice and then you moved to thailand but what age did you move to thailand I moved to Thailand in 2011. I, was, I had just turned 21. And was that, was that
0: because you wanted to
1: pursue like Muay Thai?
0: Like you were serious? Like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, you yeah. had tons of fights in Brazil, right? With, with, with Muay Thai. 18. 18. And you just knew Thailand was where you're going to develop your different levels of skill and everything. How was that? How was that? Was you nervous going to a different country? Like, Thailand's like the motherland of Muay Thai. Was you like, holy shit, this is going to be a different level.
1: These people are going to kill me. No, actually, no, no. I was super chill. I was really looking forward to it. To be honest, I think it didn't, it didn't down on me until maybe like the first week. You know, after the first week, like you, you get hit with that like little bit of homesick type of thing. And that's when you realize that, oh my God, I'm on the other side of the world. I mean, in, in a whole different country, there's a whole, it's everything new, like anything could happen. That's when you, you get, but, but first hour just, could think about was training and fighting i didn't really i was just really eager really looking forward to it
0: nice and within thailand like they fight every like it's a different mentality right like the sparring is very playful it's not hard sparring correct me if i'm wrong right and it's very playful Mm -hmm. but then the fight is like every two weeks every week so that's where you just save your energy and you save your body for that fight uh, so was yeah. you, you were going through that pattern obviously to get to like over 100 and 200 fights or whatnot you were going through that pattern was that easy for you like was there like a recovery process or like I always wondered how do you like I throw a kick on the back I'm not a fighter I'm not like you guys I throw a kick on the bag and my shin's hurting for a week how could you how do you go through that you know fighting someone taking and then going straight back in it like two weeks later is there some kind of recovery process is it a mental thing actually
1: actually uh Depends on the fight. Some fights you get injured, some fights you don't. On average, every on average in Thailand you fight twice a week. I mean, sorry, twice a month. So every two weeks you 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 have a fight. So every month you're fighting maybe twice or three times, depending on your body. And like I said, some fights you get injured, some fights you don't get injured. I, I found that the better you get, the more you develop as a fighter, like better skill, you get hurt less because you also get matched up with guys that are also more skillful and and you guys are uh, you guys are playing a catch-up game in the scoring system you know like you you, you and also in Muay Thai they don't encourage too much uh you trying to knock out your opponent quickly this is more of a western mentality type of stuff in in, in Thailand they they want to see the game they want to see you play the game they want to see you score they rather they, they will praise you more if you fight five rounds and you, you win know, a point beautifully, like display of skill. Then if you go in the ring and you knock out your opponent in 15 seconds.
0: You know, if you go in the ring and you
1: knock out your opponent in 15 seconds, they'll be like, yeah, yeah whatever, good deal. But if you fight five rounds and it's like it's even and it's like kick for kick and punch for punch and, and you still add your opponent on, on the skill and you over makes points over your opponent and you score him, and you manage to get a win, you get much more praise. The guys be like, oh, really good, good stuff, good skill, wanna see you again. Like, and and these type of fights, you don't get injured, you don't really get injured much. Because, like I say, you guys are you, you guys are trying to go more for score. But also, uh, in Thailand, the, the guys that fight for a living, they they have the mentality, they have the understanding that this is a profession. And we're not here to hurt each other because if if I put you out, if I, if, I hurt you, if I have the opportunity to hurt you and I put you out, I injure you, uh, I will be getting in the way of you feeding your family. Mm-hmm. I'll be getting in the way of you looking after your children, you know? And the Muay Thai fighters, they have this mentality. In Thailand, like we, Thai fighters, we have like a code of honor type of thing. You know, like if, for instance, if I'm fighting with a person and then he's already defeated, like by round three, I already he cannot outscore me. Like I'm too far ahead. I just stop fighting. You stop chasing them. You just stop being more on the defensive. Your own coaches will say, "Okay, okay, enough, 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 enough." You know, you're just gonna block and lean and and dodge and play on the defensive. So this enables you to fight often. Go this ahead, enables man. you often because you don't get injured so much. And also everybody has the mentality that this is a job. Like you're not my enemy, you're my work colleague. Mm. You know what
0: I'm saying? Because a lot so, of it's based around the gambling as well, right? It, 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 yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Like a
1: big part of it is the gambling as well, yeah. Because it is, it is essentially what keeps it going. Right. So, so because also because of the gambling, they don't, they don't want quick fights, mm. right? Because they want, they want to to bet. Right, so when you have a quick quick knockout, they're not happy about it and you most likely will not be getting another fight. You know, they want people who will last, people that will display skill, that will fight, you know, uh, even fights. Got it. And is this something you had to learn as well? Like when
0: you moved to Thailand, did you have the mentality of like, I'm going to kill until they taught you? Or was it, did you know that through what you learned in Brazil that this is how it is?
1: So actually, actually because of my coach in Brazil, he he his Muay Thai was like very pure. He 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 studied a lot and he already instilled in me all this mentality and all this knowledge. But when I did my first fight, I went for the knockout. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was I was like, okay, this is it. I need to prove myself, you know, and, and I just couldn't run for my instinct. So so I think after a few few fights, I start calming down more and like feel like, okay. Play the game. It's, but by I would say maybe my first, I don't know, my first ten fights in Thailand, I was just going like crazy. But after that, I okay, I calmed down more and everything. Because then, I, by then, I had like thirty fights, almost almost forty fights. Oh, nice! And in, in Thailand, did you move
0: around, or did you? St- is it like you stick to one gym, stay in that one gym, and just just commit to that? Or was it? Do you like move around?
1: No, I did. I, I didn't move. I didn't move. I went, I I started in a gym called Columns in Tong, and it was in the countryside, a little bit out of Bangkok, like two hours drive from Bangkok. And unfortunately, the, the gym got flooded. So we, everybody was supposed to leave. And the gym ended there. And I then I moved to Koh Samui. And I was at Lamai Muay Thai in Koh Samui, which my brother is there now. Because my brother now is pursuing a career a professional fight. And he's there at the moment. So I stayed there for about a year, eight months or something like that. And which was when I was fighting the most. I was fighting a lot when I was in Kosamui. In Kosamui, I did like thirty-six fights in in one year, eight months. It, which was crazy. I did lots of fights every every like all the week. I was always I fighting. And then and then after that, I got I got an offer to move to Bangkok to do bigger because in Bangkok is where you have the bigger fights, the, the the you have more chances and all. So I got an opportunity to go to a very uh, expressive gym, very uh, famous gym in Bangkok. So then I moved to this gym. And then I was there for, for until almost the end of my travels. And then my last 10 months I spent in Buket Up Team. Because in Buket Up Team, uh, they had BJJ. So we moved there and and there were some other Brazilians. I slowed down a little bit. I was not so much not like I'm really, really strong with rhythm of fighting. And that's it. That was my last 10 months and then I came to Hong Kong. Did you, so was you teaching in, in Thailand or when you came to Hong Kong, that's when you started teaching? I started teaching when I came to Hong Kong. But before I used to teach in Brazil. So ah, I, in, okay. I, I I used to, to, to teach class in Brazil to, to make ends meet because in Brazil, you cannot live fighting alone. The mm. same way in Hong Kong, you cannot live fighting alone. You know, they just don't have uh, fight shows often enough. And once they have a show, the payment is not, it's not gonna last. You know, they have one show every six months. Mm-hmm. And but if one show will not last you six months. It will last you like twenty-five days. <laughs> so I can imagine. But it's similar on this way. So I used to teach to 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 as a as a as a work while I was training and fighting. Did uh, you know when you started teaching, was that like Different? Did you
0: have to change the way you were thinking of techniques and whatnot? Like, was it a complete different thing from fighting to teaching? Because now you're trying to explain like the way your body moves and the angles and all that sort of, How how did that transition take? How, how did you find that?
1: Yeah, actually, actually, I I I had to learn as well. I had to, to to develop myself as a coach, to teach, and I and I found that obviously with trial and error. First of all, when I first got in Hong Kong, I was too tough. I wanted to train people here the way we train in Thailand and this doesn't work, right? So, so I had to learn to like find the right balance of pushing and, and also reducing the, the amount of, of pressure into the training. So this was my first challenge. And the second challenge was just being able to share the ideas. I realized that the, the moment I start explaining the reason behind the movements, people get the movement. And then they 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 develop fast. That's why many times I get students, they train with me for 10 sessions or, or, or you know, a dozen sessions, and they like super good. And then people are, like, oh, how long will be training? Oh, I did, I did 10 sessions, did 15 sessions. And people, are like, oh, how come you're so good? You trained before. And I'm like, no, it's just just learning the correct technique, learning the ideas, running the purpose behind of every movement, and then you can develop very fast.
0: Awesome. Yeah, because I remember my first training session with you. And I remember you the first part, you were like, let's just play around a little bit because you wanted to kind of analyze not just like my level, but like my body and what I could use. And you helped me develop my my leg kicks. Uh, I remember for ages you helped me develop that. And that that take it has taken me quite far when I spar now and everything. But I I noticed that you you you're you you was not just like, okay, cool, punch, punch, kick, kick, kick. You wanted to just analyze me first and then break it down and say, cool, this is what I think. That you should focus on based on your body your personality all that sort of stuff and i assume you're doing that now with each one of your individual students i'm sure in a class it's a bit more difficult because you've got multiple people but when you do your one-on-ones you're doing the same sort of thing right just analyzing individuals
1: yes absolutely it's it's it, because of martial arts is the, the the muay thai the martial art of muay thai is is one right there is technique from 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 a to And the technique is the same for everybody. But every person is a different individual. Some person are taller, some person are shorter, some person are more aggressive, some person are not so aggressive. Some person like to kick more, some like to punch more. And you do based on on this, on how the person like, on on, on their body type and the way they like to to behave, right? Like the the personality and how they like deal with stuff. And some people, they like going for, for, for more more like do more tricks and more skill like type of thing some people they just want to get it going so so based on this these characteristics i try to give them what's gonna serve them the best obviously i always say like look you should know everything you don't need to use everything but you should know everything Mm. you know so so let's say you know a boxer you like kicking but at least you need to know how to punch you know, I'll teach you how to, to, to do the basic punches and you know how to do it because also knowing how to do it will enable you to defend yourself better because you know what your opponent is looking to do, you know, so it helps you. Even if you if you're not using it as a, an offensive manner, you can also use it in a defensive manner because you know what is the idea and the purpose of the technique. Got it. Yeah, at least you know what's coming, right? So you know
0: how to kind of defend it. Yeah, that makes sense. And what about um, your move to Hong Kong? How did that happen? Because you, you you joined, you, you knew Mosey and the uh, Tom and Tom brothers and whatnot. Did you know them
1: from Phuket, right? And then, and is I, that how you came over? I was, met them in Koh Samui, my Muay Thai. Okay, okay. Used to be, we all used to be training partners there, all of us all together. We trained together every day, like twice a day. It was good, good, good role, good time. And then I moved to Bangkok, they stayed there. And, and then I bumped into them in Hong Kong because actually the first time I came to Hong Kong was uh, 2012, I came to fight okay. in 2012. And then I came back in August, 2012. And then I come back in, I just came back, I just came, kept coming back quite often to fight. And I remember Epic had just opened and they came in here like Bussy and Mosi and Tom and Ton and all of them. And, and then when I came, actually, when I came to Hong Kong, I was in a different gym. And, and then I bumped into Mozi in the street and Mozi was like, "Whoa, what you doing here? And such and such. And, and he's like, do you, you interested in joining us, joining the team? I was like, yeah, of course. And I, that's how I joined, joined with them. Oh, cool. So you
0: were, you were in Hong Kong before training teaching in a different gym before you joined Epic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. And then now you're training at the, the gym. It's called the gym, right? Gym. Okay. Yeah. And that's is that just uh just a PT gym? It's just you just do one on one or exactly. do you have classes?
1: One only, yes. It's one on oh, okay. one only. And that's is that based in uh is that in central? Yes, it is in it is in central, it's in near Bufi.
0: Okay, got it. Yeah, because one thing I know is, I mean, I was in Hong Kong for only four years, and I know those those sort of gyms like Epic and uh, the one you went to after, it's hard for them to last, right? I mean, I, I don't know if it's the rent or whatnot. And and, and you know that sort of uh, economic economy in in Hong Kong, which is hard to keep those gyms open. Um, but the gym that you guys got open now is going well. Everything like people, you got a lot of That's, students, going well.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've been doing great, and it's it's just like uh, the also our location is is good. The rent is not too bad, and I feel like every coach has a good good roster of, of students and all of us together we just we just managed to maintain the space and everybody has a good time you know it's it's, it's a big space and because all the sessions is 1 on 1 uh the quality of the session is 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 much better is everybody can get a lot of attention and and, and everything so so it's been being successful it's been a good recipe awesome awesome well, we'll put the I'll put the link into
0: the description box so anyone in Hong Kong who's checked this out definitely go check out the gym uh, and train awesome. with you what about like I, I i remember seeing you doing like a jujitsu tournament before I I are you are you i think you just like was like random like oh i'm just gonna join it and whatnot how much jujitsu did you do and uh are you, do you train now because i know professor kaiki and d'angelo are still there do you and I, and I know you meet up with them and whatnot do you catch up and do some bjj You train a little bit of that
1: Actually, actually just like very seldom. Very seldom because most of the time I'm just coaching and then when I'm not coaching, I'm too tired to to worry about training. But I did I did maybe I did like maybe three, four sessions.
0: Yeah. And, and then you, you just joined the I mean when you joined the tournament, it's just that is that was that your like more time mentality of like I'm just gonna go and
1: have some fun and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. No, I'm I'm a white belt. I don't really know no, no, that just gonna go have fun. Who knows? Maybe I win, maybe I don't, so and it was a good experience. Awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. I wish
0: I had that mentality. When I was young, I'd done some sandal, amateur sandal sort of fights. And after I injured myself, I, I'd be honest with you, I, I realized that I'm not a fighter. I don't have that mentality. And it took me a long time to, I love the training and I love training hard. But when it comes to competing, I realized then like, I, i'm not that guy you guys you fighters have something different in your brain to just go out there and just keep mm-hmm. doing it that's what i realized but I, i'm training good now and i've got great coaches uh muay thai and mma and i do want to do one more i've got one more left in me one amateur uh, mma fight mm-hmm. but after that i know i'm not a fighter i just want to train and just be happy <laughs> i'm done yeah. Uh Cool. What about, so I know we've talked about, I want, I want to, I do want to geek out with you. This is a geeky podcast and whatnot, uh, but I know recently you've been getting into to chess and I got, I started getting, yeah. I've, I've always loved chess. I've just got into it recently. I bought a board and trying to get my girlfriend to play, but she doesn't want it. So I need to find partners mm-hmm. and whatnot, but uh, I've seen that you're really into it. Now, does that playing chess is obviously very strategic for the mind. Does that correlate with your martial arts and how you think about? I 100%, yeah.
1: entirely. Every every aspect of it, it it reflect it, it mirror each other. Every fact of it, it mirror each other. Each, which is nice. It which is nice because it, it it helps my my martial art experience. It it played a very crucial part of my development playing chess. Because I have only been playing chess for seven months or so. I start like not last year, like in November, and uh, at the moment I'm trying to to get a chess master title. And I'm on my way, I'm on my way there. Hopefully I can make by the end of the year. And yeah, I've been really, really into it. And I applied to chess the same the same routine. I applied for martial art. I wake up in the morning, I practice, I study, I check games the same way I would do Muay Thai. I wake up in the morning, I run, I do my pads. And then when I'm finished training, I go watch a fight or two, I eat, I sleep, I reflect on what I learned. practice some more, Play, you know, play some games, do some sparring, and that's the same thing I, I do for chess. So I've been actually, I've been really, really. Actually, just before, just before we start the the podcast, I played four tournaments. Oh, I nice. played Four, four, four 30 thirty-minute tournaments, and 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 I did so so in most of them, but one of them I finished on ten. I was on tenth place, top ten.
0: Nice. Did you watch? What was that Netflix show? Uh, was it
1: Queen's Gambit or something? Did you watch yeah, that yeah. one? Uh, i did actually i did this this is one of the reasons i was actually indirectly i started playing chess because so this show made chess like super popular yeah so then all my students were like do you play chess do you play chess and then i picked the chess bugs from them and we all played chess and then people said oh if you like chess you should watch queen's gambit and then i i watched the show but yeah, awesome. but yeah that was the reason i started
0: yeah, I've watched one episode. I need to get into it. It's crazy how things like chess, like, you know, when I was young, right? Hollywood movies will make chess players like these nerdy type of kids and whatnot. But now like chess is one of those things like like world-class fighters have been like playing chess and stuff like the Gracies. They've been playing that stuff for for years and whatnot. Like, so now it's mm-hmm. not like a nerdy thing. It's more like, actually, these are strategic things that, you know, fighters and whatnot are doing and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully one day we could play each other online or something. I'm not good. I need to, I need to, I'm actually learning again. Uh, but I need to find partners. Like I said, my girlfriend, she doesn't want to play. So I need to get online and start playing and learning and whatnot. But hopefully one day we can play each other uh, when Grab I get up. a little bit better. But what about, um, so now I want to geek out with you a little bit, right? Uh, I, know, I don't know if you're too much into the, uh, the comic book world or whatnot. Uh, what, do, you, do you have like a favorite superhero? Do you watch any of the Marvel or DC movies and whatnot? What, what, what's no, your I, thoughts on that stuff?
1: I did watch every of the movies. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't have the habit of following the comics. Didn't have the habit of following the comics. But I, I do like superhero stuff and, and I do have an interest on in it. I just never pursued the, the comic side of it I, I did watch every movie and everything i'm, I'm really keen was your when you when you're growing
0: up or even recently who was like
1: your favorite
0: character that you kind of connected with sorry on 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 on,
1: on the dc or marvel or
0: even one New anyone just any one of the characters that you felt like that's my uh, guy I, that's
1: My I, guy. I, actually my favorite from it's always been is tony stark
0: okay okay i Man. And is that because of his personality and 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 you know, just that flamboyant sort of thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's it, right? Is his personality and 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 I feel he's like very human. I feel like he's very human on a way. He's like, look, he's he's a superhero, but he does like everyday people type of thing. He's not like, oh, I'm a superhero, save the world. It's not like a Clark Kent personality, yeah, you know, he's down-to-earth personality type of thing and that's that's what i like about him because i feel that this is how people would actually be if they were re- superheroes yeah you know they'd be like okay i just privatized the the the, the you know world piece type of thing
0: yeah. so i
1: really i really like tony Stark. yeah it's my favorite
0: yeah i guess he he makes like like normal human mistakes, like you know, he doesn't try to hold himself up there and whatnot. What about mm-hmm. it? Like in Brazil, when I, because I used to do capoeira as well. I was very obsessed with capoeira for like at least two, three years. And one of the um, uh, mestre de bimba who was talked about a lot, right? He was like the founder of capoeira. But there was all these superhero movies about. Uh, Mestre Bimba and it, I, I heard uh, from my uh, Brazilian teachers and whatnot did you, in, in Brazil was, was Mestre Bimba like a big thing? Was he like the superhero out there in Brazil? Was that big or was it just in the
1: Capoeira sort of atmosphere? I feel, feel he's more in the Capoeira type of thing but he's uh, very famous he's very famous, everybody knows like Mestre Bimba and I always talk about it and everything but he's only, only from the, from the people that it's part of capoeira right if you if it's person that doesn't do it they they don't know i oh,
0: got it yeah because i used to i used to hear about it. so and I, in my head i felt like he was a superhero anyway i always wanted to go to uh el, was it el salvador that was where capoeira yeah started? i always I was, so, I was so obsessed i went to um my group was group nagor from um where was it where was it where did we go capoeira Nago in Goiania, Goiania. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's where we went and i remember i was just, I, I was so obsessed with capoeira i went to brazil i went to travel all the way around to do everything with it uh i just when i once i moved to hong kong i just kind of got more into the mma just maybe before that i got more into mma and muay thai and, and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and then in hong kong and singapore like there's so much more muay thai and mma uh, i kind of fell out of uh, capoeira but i know there was some i think if uh epic had a capoeira teacher before i joined and then I I was know,
1: I think that was I they, yeah. had, they had that stuff but it, it changed a lot
0: yeah yeah exactly uh, cool man so i mean is there anything i think was there anything i think that's about it man was there anything that you want to like just say to kind of just inspire you know we've gone through this whole pandemic and whatnot um, and i know it's been tough on everyone uh, but it's great to see like the world slowly getting back to normal and everything yeah. Um, and, uh, is there anything that you, you took away from that, that you want to let you like to share with people or, or on how to, how do you, you know how you got through it with your family and your mind because I'm sure everyone in some way went some sort of crazy, but how did
1: you kind of get through that? I feel, I feel like this, the most important thing that this pandemic has taught me is that everything can change in a moment. So I think it's very important to appreciate what you have at the moment because we're so caught up about what we're going to do tomorrow mm. that we focus on to appreciate today and make the best we can today, you know? And another thing is, is appreciate your family, people that has the opportunity to have the family near to them because, you know, some people, they didn't get, didn't get the chance to go back to visit the families because like, the borders are closed here and there or, or even worse, maybe they even lost their families members for, for COVID or something like that. So, you know, appreciate your family, that's with you appreciate your friends that they look after you and be grateful for what you have now. I think this is the most important lesson I took from, from COVID, you know, be, and be patient, you know, do, do, do what you can because every, everybody can help. If we all work together, we all can make, make it work.
0: And is, is that, um, you're trying to get back to Brazil as well, right? Uh, I mean, you haven't been back in a
1: while. Is, is that one of your things that you want to do once the borders get back to oh, home? Hopefully, hopefully, when whenever I get the chance, I would like to go visit my family, visit my mother and my father and all you know, my siblings. Uh, but yeah, it needs to be better. It needs to be much more safer because also, like I said, I have a small daughter now, you know, so I cannot travel with her like this, right? Yeah. So I'd rather be here, which where is safe for her. Until it's, until it's okay for us to travel.
0: Good. Have you have you been vaccinated? I know Hong Kong's been quite strong and everyone gets vaccinated. Did you get yours sorted? Yeah, no, no, I
1: did. absolutely. I did. I already did both both those. It's been done, done and okay. dusted. Okay. And is there any
0: procedures like when going to the gym, like would your students do they have to be vaccinated or is it kind of like they do they have to have like a negative test or anything, or is it just for now, just open?
1: We just follow we just follow the, the government rules right the government rules the government rules state that if if everybody needs to wear a mask when in the gym and no one is forced to be vaccinated you know you know it's it's i feel that this is a personal choice you know the same way like i decided to get vaccinated i respect the the choice of other people that don't want to be vaccinated you know and and i feel this is a choice that's just as important as mine you know like so we respect it. And at the gym, like we said, I just followed the we followed the government rules, the government suggestions, which is, you know, sanitizing, temperature check, uh, checking when you're in the gym and check out when you leave and this stop sort of stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, that sounds that sounds good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I I respect the fact if someone wants to get the vaccine or not. That's completely up to them. I do think you know, I wish the government pushed more on people getting healthy, like you know, food and taking the right vitamins. This is one thing that they didn't push as much as they could have, right? Just there's this virus Mm -hmm. going around, protect your immune system, but it was all about you know, just mask and distance and all that stuff, which is good, but At least this is a good opportunity to tell people you know maybe cut down on some of the sugar and some of the bad junk food and whatnot eat some some good food but i don't know governments have their agendas
1: yes i think it's a chance for them to 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 give some incentive on living a healthy life right because just no such thing as quick fix Mm. right everybody collectively Look, be, look after themselves better and everybody start having a better quality of life. You know, maybe this would be more under control. Yeah, exactly. Too. And in Hong Kong, you're still, you're still loving it out there?
0: You're still enjoying
1: it? You see yourself there for yes.
0: like a very long time?
1: Yes, yeah, so i was still loving it. You're still having a blast, you know, like the new gym is pumping. Everybody's coming by. So I'm, I'm happy with that, you know, and, and safe. You know, it's safe. It's, mm. it's, it's solid now it took me took me many years to be where i am now like i don't feel like leaving anytime soon
0: yeah well you've built you built a great career there and a great reputation uh out there as well because i'm uh, i mean i know you train you train mark uh, a lot and he's been fighting a lot right he's been one of your students has mm-hmm. been fighting a lot. i'm gonna i'm gonna get him on the podcast as well so it'd be good to catch up with him uh um, yeah. yeah and you've definitely built a great reputation out there now hopefully
1: you know just i just wish you all the success out there and hopefully it's all going well still Thank you, bro. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just happy. I enjoy Hong Kong. I like Hong Kong. Hong Kong is safe, you know. So that's that's a good thing. I do miss it. I do. Once the borders open, hopefully I can
0: get down there again and see you guys and, and, and train with you. I was, um, I was speaking to Professor Kayiki last week as uh, or two weeks. Yeah, last week, I figured uh, as was. And I was just like, yeah, I, want, I, I need to come back and see you guys and train. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, the, the 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 you know the impact of your training for me personally was just the mental side of it. I could learn technique from loads of different people and different strategies, but the the reason why I you know I I treasure you you lot as my coach is because of I'll never forget that you know twenty years down the line I remember oh yeah Coach Jefferson said this to me because it's it's stuff that yes it was to training but. I can implement it in life, you know, just about controlling my fear and my nerves and whatnot. So I always appreciate that about, about you lot. And I feel like, um, I don't know it's, it, it, if, if, if it's a martial art, I'm, I'm assuming it's martial art, but also like a Brazilian thing. I feel like it from, like, I've always said this to people, like Brazilians are like the nicest people in the world, but when they're super, super nice, they're like a trained killer in the sense like they're a BJJ black belt or Muay Thai fighter or something like that. Uh, but I feel like the Brazilians are just nice and general, like that that element of martial arts just gives you that extra niceness. Uh, so I always yeah. tell my friends, especially in London, like if you come across a Brazilian, he's super nice. Don't F with him because he's probably a killer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, I'm, that, I mean, is that just the culture of Brazil? Right When I went there, I felt so much joy, like people are not rich, People are not, you know, they have all the money, especially where the people I was with, but everyone just seems so happy, just
1: chilling and being with yeah. family and, and partying and stuff. Is that, that's a general vibe, yeah? Yeah, it's a general vibe. A few people just, they, they all enjoy the, the, just enjoy life, like in general. You just have a good time going to the beach. You just have a good time, you know, at the park, sitting down. With your friends, you know, so it's, it's stuff like this, which which is it's difficult to find, like in cities like Hong Kong, and you know, like this, maybe other places, like I don't know, big big cities, right? Mm. Not that, not that, not that. For instance, me, I'm from Rio, so not that Rio is not a big city. It's just a different a different way of operating. I feel, yeah, I think it's the culture. Yeah, when I went there, my
0: my coach uh, and I, you know, I was scared that I am gonna get slapped, but he kept on making me go up to all the girls and say, "Oh, muito, say muito gostoso, muito. I'm like, "What does that mean, man? You're gonna get me beaten up or what?" And I used to drink um, what's that drink? Guarana. I don't drink alcohol, but that was that that guarana drink was so tasty. So that was like my Brazilian experience drinking that. And yeah, then my my capoeira coach just. Like literally sending me to every different girl and just say, just say Muito Gostosa, Muito Gostosa. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so fun. No one ever, I mean, they, they were always so friendly. People was always so nice there. I really enjoyed the place. But it's great yeah. that you bring that energy. And i have, like I said, I feel it with you with Professor Kaiki and, and D'Angelo and even my coaches here. It's just it's such a lovely vibe to uh, that you guys bring. Thank you, both. Thank you. Cool, man. Well, look, I'm not going to take too much of your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's been great catching up. Uh, Sorry, say that again, sir? I say thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Cool, man. Well, let's do it again. I mean, listen, I, want, I definitely want to catch up again in the future, uh, geek out more and whatnot, uh, but hopefully I can see you in the future. I, I do want to, I think Singapore and Hong Kong are trying to figure out this, this bubble that they want to work on. So if that ever happens, I hopefully I could uh, come down and see you and train again.
1: Yes, definitely. And, and, and I'm keen. I'm, I'm hoping they, they get this global going so we can travel. I've never been, never been to Singapore, so I'm keen to come visit. And I definitely can pay a visit. We can do some training.
0: Oh man, definitely. If you do come down, I'd love to show you
1: around. Awesome. Awesome.